0: Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to our Wealthy podcast. I'm Stephanie Davies, and I'm joined here by Dominic Neshi from Wealthy. Welcome, Dom.
1: It's good to be in the hot seat with you, and and we've got these wonderful guests.
0: (laughs) So nice to be joined by Theo Chambers and Christian Stevens from Shaw Financial for our Wealthy Finance Update. Guys, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having us.
0: I know you're very busy, lots of clients, lots of deals on the go, and we're very grateful that you've made some time today to, to have a chat and uh, come in and sort of reflect on the last six months and of what's been happening and what uh, what we're looking down the the barrel towards.
1: Yeah, it's, it's certainly been a change of pace. I know you guys went to the old studio, and it used to be you and I. Um, sitting there with like a little camera and you know trying to get like a light flashing it on ourselves It's a little bit different now,
2: right? I had to bring up uh, like a hanky in there because I was to sweat we're so swe- much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was tight space. Yeah, we're, 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 there's a hot box in there. Yeah. Mate, what are you, what are you guys seeing in the market? I mean, you're, you've, it's an interesting time where the banks are, are doing all sorts of interesting things and I'm hearing some are slowing up a lot. Some don't even really want to do business as much as they used to. What are you guys experiencing?
2: Well, it's definitely been a, um, a, a period that we've never been through before. Um, but I feel like the banks have a different attitude you know, to dealing with the economic fallout of, of um, COVID-19, um, differently to how they dealt with probably the GFC. You know, um, in the GFC, the banks were so scared about, um, well, they're so risk adverse, that they were so scared of losing money that as soon as someone started going into arrears or as soon as someone looked like they were a risk, of defaulting on their mortgage, they'd step in and take action. Where here, you know, before the, the the situation even arose, the attitude, you know, which was systemic from the government, was to make sure that you're there to help people, you know, that the banks are there to actually nurture people through this period because if the banks step in and start being aggressive and foreclose on people's homes, it's suddenly going to worsen the problem.
1: That's awesome that you said that. And I, I know that you, you we've all kind of experienced this. One of the things I'm hearing from clients is, Hey, I'm gonna wait till September as if the banks are all just gonna shut up shop, pull their pull their money back, and you know, they're gonna start foreclosing on loans, and there's been a lot of fear and anxiety around that. Mm. And then there's wolves sitting back saying, Hey, I'm waiting to get that twenty or thirty percent discount. My argument has been listen, that huge discount that you're waiting for is
3: probably not gonna come. It's not coming. No. And no, and, and the banks not. aren't gonna come. What do you think, Krishna? Well, this morning they actually announced that the repayment holiday is being extended till the end of January, and I would imagine that job keeper will be extended next week as well, because you know property prices have come down. I think it's zero point eight percent since coronavirus started, and, and we won't see any five, ten, twenty, thirty percent drops like the media lot has been saying, and there won't be those huge discounts that that investors are, are presuming they're going to get come September or early next year.
1: Mm.
0: And what we've seen in the market is so many incentives to help first home buyers and first time investors get into the market and lots of people are taking that up. Is that what you guys are seeing as well?
2: Yeah, definitely. Look, we, we definitely have a proactive government in place right now who have taken uh, the front foot on the matter and made sure that there's you know stimulus packs to keep the market going, to keep the economy going. Once again, something we saw in the GFC, you know, with the first home buyer's incentives back then being uh, drastically increased, and right now, once again, first home buyer incentives drastically increased. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 looking good from 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 a government point of view.
1: So let me sorry, to interrupt you, no, sir. Um, what is now a good time to be refinancing? Is now is it is it harder to go and get debt, or is it easier? Because one of the things that I always pay attention to is how liquid. Is the market? How hard is it for me to go and get capital? Because if it's easy for people to go and get money and buy stuff, then typically that adds a bit of a flaw to
3: what property prices will do. Mm. What are you guys experiencing? Well, I think uh, banks have obviously changed how they're looking at um, uh, income. I think they're just asking for more evidence. So if you're self employed, they're asking for best statements rather than relying on financials that are a year old. If you're PAYG, they just want some more updated payers to show you haven't been affected by coronavirus, um, COVID-19, I don't think it's harder to get finance. they're just doing, you know, checking more diligently than they were pre-COVID. Um, the biggest change I've seen in terms of assessment is how they're looking at non-base income. So bonuses, commissions, overtime and that sort of thing, a lot of lenders have shaved and, you know, from, from about 80% down to 50 and 60, which if, you know, looking at a borrowing capacity point of view can seriously impact certain individuals if you're in sales and that sort of thing if you're you know heavily relying on bonus and commissions your borrowing capacity would be a lot less now than it was say six months ago but you know at the same time we've had two rate cuts interest rates have never been lower I think it's the first time in history that we've got fixed and variable rates both investment and owner occupied p and interest only everything in the twos yeah. So you know, for most people, they can save a significant amount of money by refinancing. That's you know not including the cashback rebates and everything else that banks are throwing at customers too.
0: I'm glad you raised that, Christian, because a lot of clients are are looking at their interest rates that they're paying. Is it too early to be locking in their interest rates?
2: Oh, look, anything with a two percent, you know, in front of it is is pretty attractive. And you know, when we first started seeing two percent interest rates, I almost fell off my chair at work. It's It was unheard of, you know, five years to think of rates going this low. Um, Bill Evans, the chief economist of Westpac, is now even accepting and preparing our country that we should expect to see a negative cash rate. Really? Which is pretty, once again, unheard of. Um, But yeah, look. The, a variable rate, a good variable rate at the moment is about 2.6, 2.7. You can fix in at 2.1, 2.2. That's, that's pricing in another half a percent in cuts. So I think right now is not a bad time to fix, to so answer your question.
1: That's scary. Yeah. I've got some fixed rates now at 4 point something. Fuck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be
2: honest, I'm fixed at 3.99 as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: shit. Yeah. Oh.
0: Well, I win. I'm at like 3.91. So, okay. So, sorry, so, boys. The, so the shorter answer is
1: now. Is, now is a good time to have a look, do a bit of a credit check, see what your mortgage, do, what what your mortgages look like, and and potentially look at fixing.
2: Yeah, and look, just back to your question um, before that, that, Christian answered. Uh, I think that lending, you have to remember, a year ago, this time last year, we just came out of probably one of the most intense credit crunches we've had uh, in lending and regulation of the banks with the Royal Commission, then mm-hmm. the federal election. Um, And since then, there's been nothing but uh, a loosening of lending in the sense that rates we've had, I think, five uh, cash rate cuts cuts since since then. Um, We've had uh, APRA drop the assessment rate. So borrowing has actually got a lot easier. If you look at it for the last eight years, we're probably at the record low assessment rate, which means borrowing is at its optimal.
1: Mm. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of what I was alluding to, really. It sounds like some parts have gotten more difficult, so they're a bit more stringent where they are looking at the documentation a bit more carefully, but the assessment rate has come back so much that suddenly can go and top up and go and get some more.
2: Yeah, and those points that Christian mentioned are, are fair enough in the sense that you know, of course, they're going to look at someone's baths if we've just gone through a period of um, someone maybe not operating a business for three months. Yeah, mm. They probably
3: should be doing that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> exactly. for most self-employed clients. I don't think it's anything they're asking for anything that shouldn't be asked for anyway. And no. I'll
2: tell you what, there's probably some good change coming out of this whole coronavirus because, you know, one thing's uh, for sure, you know, adopting technology and, and uh, software like uh, virtual online ID um, is something that was embraced through this period because You know, banks forcing brokers and bank staff to go meet people face-to-face was a health hazard. But now that they've, you know, accepted that's acceptable, well, then you can't go back and change that. So I think there's going to be some uh, efficiencies that come from this. That's great. Certainly.
0: Certainly. One question I really wanted to ask you guys was that as the workplace ecosystem has changed over the last six months, we're seeing so many different people work from home and spend more time in their houses. The government then introduced the home builder grant. We're seeing lots of people spend more money renovating their home as people spend more money renovating their home and generating equity in their homes. How do you see them being able to recycle that to to lend against it and then go and invest that money?
2: Um, Well, I think firstly that um, people with the interest rates coming down, cash flow is gonna improve. But at this stage, people are scared to do things with any of that cash flow right now. Confidence is still not 100% back to where it was. Even though globally, share markets are almost back to pre-COVID levels, which you'd think is a sign of confidence, uh, people still aren't going out there and you know spending like crazy. Although some would argue the opposite. Some would say, you know um, apparently, uh, brand new car sales last month were at record highs which I thought was pretty unbelievable <laughs> um, but if you uh, but people sort of you know saving up to do a renovation and accessing the equity and, and from a cash flow point of view I don't think people are going to rush out there and realize that equity to go do something on a second purchase straight away I think it's going to take a while before that confidence is back for them to to, to you know, leverage up to the 80% or whatever there is in their,
1: in their property value. From in, in saying that, sorry, Christian, right. I, I want to hear what you've got to say, but in saying what you just said, um, Theo, that we have seen that there is a demand that was kind of suppressed because of COVID mm. and it is coming back. Pent-up demand. Yeah, yeah that pent-up demand mm. is coming back. We're seeing way more inquiry in our little business and all the agents I'm talking to are saying there's more people coming through the open houses for a particular product. And also, I think the... The fear that they are anticipating all the, the um fire sales and things haven't been there. They're no. actually dropping off. There haven't been any of these scary sales coming into the market. I think it was Nerita Connorsby from realestate.com that reported on that recently. So Well, I hate to keep going back to the GFC, but it's a really
2: good reference point. If you look at the GFC, cash rates were set the cash rate was seven point two five percent. Our cash rate today, 025 percent, right? And um, mortgagee sales—that you know that, that crash in the in the market, those desperate sellers because they're financially, you know, in trouble—aren't um, there because. No one's really in pain on their mortgage because rates are so low. Correct. You know, you could go rent out your property and it'll be positively geared from day one. You could borrow 105%, you know, purchase price plus stamp duty and be positively geared from day one with most house investments can, can you buy. Can you get me 105% <laughs>
1: anywhere?
2: <laughs> if you've got equity in another property, no worries. <laughs> or if you've got some
1: rich parents, that'll help.
3: <laughs> Christian, you were going to say something. I interrupted you. I, I just, like, we've obviously been quite busy, but the majority of those clientele, especially for myself, um, as a reference, would be for people refinancing, not for people you know cashing out to, to do a reno or to buy but mm. anyone that was pre-approved pre-COVID has put that on hold at mm. the moment they're still keen but they're definitely as Theo said we're not seeing that big backlog of people jumping into the market yet but there there are buyers interested I think you know um, clearance rates are still at record high but that's because there's nothing you know that's a, available at the moment
2: That's a really good point actually that there was a real shift in buyers in our business pre-COVID post-COVID as in The moment um, coronavirus hit, all those pre-approvals that we had sitting there ready to to pounce on the market, probably 70 75% of them lost confidence or had a pay cut or for some reason were just on hold and no longer a a pre-approval ready to go. Mm. However, that was probably equally met with refinances like Christian Met or new buyers that actually saw right now as an opportunity. You know, there's that famous... um, saying and, and, and right now it's actually quite literal where they you know, don't don't hold me to this one but when there's blood on the streets that's when you can clean up mm. and there's the, the actually blood on the streets this, in this um, situation but they a lot of people thought okay great there's going to be some some pain in the economy maybe i don't have to pay record high prices and have some real estate agent claim how much i paid top dollar for the record sale on the street or something like that mm. i might be able to get you know a 10 percent discount instead
1: it's interesting you say that because i haven't we're not seeing many advertised you know properties that are going fire sale. I am experiencing a no. lot of off-market sort of, you know, stuff that's not on the table opportunities. And I think it's for buyers that are out there who kind of need to dig a little deeper to find those deals. I can see your brains like chipping away mm. at something. Do you two think now is a good time to be using that equity to go out and buy something? Your personal
3: opinions. Oh, look, I think it's a question uh, if you think of it like shares versus property so property is obviously a long-term investment so you know obviously you can make your money on the purchase but I think it's more about the overall strategy and the individual whether it's the right time to buy whereas with the shares obviously it's more about the price point so you know is it the right time to buy I think if you can find a great property at a great price yes but you're not going to see that big vendor discounting that everyone thinks they're going to be seeing I think it's only about two or three percent at the moment Um, and I think you know, buyer confidence is pretty high. So I, I can't see there being any you know any fire sales anytime soon. Especially with that uh, mortgage holiday being extended to January. I don't think we're going to see any anything in September at all.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, I know we we, we uh, Christian and I probably both contradict what um, what some head CBA and other <laughs> banking officials are saying right now. But I actually almost think you know Matt Commons, the CBA CEO, came out with some uh, aggressive uh, statements about the market um, coming off twenty thirty percent or something like that I think they're actually saying that to calm people down as in don't rush out there and go too crazy they're actually thinking of the economy and the the marketplace so that people's expectations are a little bit managed and people uh, have a bit of a conservative approach to things in the next 12 months which I, I,
1: I agree with Steph, I'm sure you always want to buy real estate.
0: I always want to buy real estate. That is correct. Um, but, but I think having those conservative approaches may, may be good for some of the more aggressive investors and, and purchasers. I am still wondering in the back of my mind where the, where the demand has gone. We saw last year we had the election election. And a lot of people have stopped talking about it. Uh, we had the election, and then we got rolled into summer, and we had the bushfires, and then we had coronavirus. And it, there was glimpses in there of huge buyer confidence and huge changes in the market. And then, and then of course, coronavirus hit. So I'm I'm interested to sit back and and see how that how that evolves over the next couple of months as well.
2: Mm, definitely. Look, I think the demand is is still there and strong. It's just a more cautious demand now. It's a weary and alert demand, you know. And there's still a housing shortage, right? There's still a, a situation where we're, we don't have enough houses to supply the people that want to live here and the supply of houses has is, is eased even more. I think last time we had one of these chats, Dom, that um, we were talking about the the housing shortage and the supply easing. It's only gotten worse, that problem.
1: Come on, 30, 40%, it's yeah. getting way worse. Developers are finding it harder to go get funding. They're sitting on residual stock and they're just like, well, I'm not in a hurry to go start a new site. Um, it's hard. It's hard out there and I don't see any, you know, it's not gonna get any better anytime soon. Um, it's a very interesting part of the market. I think that there's a few things that I like to pay attention to. It's one, how easy to, is it for you to go and get money, and then what is the government doing? Typically, when they make regulations hard, the market then mm. you know suppresses. When the, when they ease up the regulations and they support buying a property, that's when you see the pri- property prices move. So, interesting times. I'm sure that we can sit and talk about this all day, and we'll probably have to say for the next podcast. Mm. But you know.
0: Guys, it's been so great chatting to you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. I've Thanks made for having s- us. I've made some some t- take-home points. Um, so it's been great to chat about the banks, chat about lending. It's a great time for clients to be refinancing and coming to speak to you guys about their options and how to do that. Housing supply um, and the property market generally, it's been really wonderful to chat. One more question for you, Theo. I asked Christian uh, already in our, in our First One Buyers chat, but what does m- wealthy mean to you?
2: I think wealthy means when you can live month to month with all your living expenses and not be so concerned about having to meet those living expenses. So live the lifestyle that you want to live without having the stress of meeting the financial requirements of that lifestyle. So passive income is a, is a um, clear way to get to that. And a clear way to get to passive income is probably, pro- is probably property investment. Um, but yeah, that's probably my definition of, of
1: wealthy. We, we didn't pay Theo to say that, yeah, by the way.
0: I'm just thinking maybe I need to tailor that question a little bit more personal. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a theme coming out here, and that was not my intent. Uh, yeah. um, all right. Well, anyway, th- guys, thank you so much for joining us and coming in today. Thanks. Thank fellas.
1: you. See you guys. Should we get this vote?